Podcast number twenty-three. I'm Courtney Weiss. I'm Shane Blankenship. All right, Shane. We have um, we have a cool one for you today. Hopefully, we're still talking about Paul. But can you tell us a story about Paul and the thorn in his flesh? Sure. So it's from Second Corinthians chapter twelve. And um, if you're joining us, you know this is going to be serious because we both have our Bibles open, and I don't think that's and ever my happened. Pen is out. It so took I us twenty-three know. episodes for both of us to get our Bibles <laughs> out um, on a GBC podcast. Okay, so this is Second Corinthians chapter twelve. I'm picking up uh, in the middle of verse 5 and uh, try to save us some time and not give a whole lot of context here. But he's talking about boasting, so bragging about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of being sarcastic, but this is the point where his sarcasm kind of switches to being serious. Yeah. So uh, middle of verse 5, he says, But I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so that no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say or because of these surpassing great revelations. So, all right, hold on one second. So Paul knows that God's been good to him, right? God, Paul knows um, he is confident in who he is in Christ and he has seen God do some amazing things. So essentially, Paul is saying, I could, I could, there's so much I could brag about. There's so much I could boast about. But I'm going to choose to be careful about what I brag about because, because I know this isn't about me and it's not from me. It's from God. So let me tell you what I will brag about if I'm going to brag. Therefore. Oh, wait, hang on. I love yeah. this part. So no one will think more of me than is warranted. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. And, and that's what I'm saying is that he knows that this is God's doing, not his doing. Right. So, so yeah, I, I'm not going to make this about me. I'm going to keep the focus awesome. on him. So instead of bragging about what God has done through me, watch this. I'm going to brag about my weaknesses, yeah. about what God is doing in spite of me. However, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So, um, verse 7, or because of the surpassing great revelations that God, you know, God's made known to him. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited. Which that's powerful. Like, would you want God to keep you from becoming seated? Would you ask God, hey, do whatever you got to do to keep me from being conceited? God, I'm so smart. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. I was given a thorn in my flesh. So it's a gift. God gave me this. Uh Okay. I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger of Satan. This is the part. Which means... God gave me something, but it came through the enemy. So this is what's blowing my mind, you guys. <laughs> it, so a messenger Satan, it's coming through the enemy to torment me. Now, this is the part I think that gets really serious because this isn't just like, um, this isn't surface level stuff here. No. This is, he's not speaking tongue in cheek. He, this is where he's getting real and he's saying, this is one of the things that God is doing, and I can recognize that God is doing and God is allowing in my life so that I stay humble and so that I stay, and this is really important, dependent upon God. Dependent upon God. And we were just talking about God's timing because I don't know about you, but in the moment, I'm mad about the thorn in my side. I'm mad about the stumbling block in my way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand it, and I'm questioning, and it's like I could never even think that God was doing this for my benefit until afterwards maybe I could point back to God and be like, oh, it's totally God's plan. But yeah. he's just like recognizing it in an unbelievable way. Yes, and he's able to recognize it because God speaks. So so think about this. Um well, first of all, we don't know what the thorn in the flesh was. So we, I think that's important because 
um, it makes it so universal and so applicable yes. that he didn't specify what it was. So we have no idea if this was a physical pain, uh-huh. um, if this was some sort of physical ailment that wouldn't go away. I mean, the scholars out there speculate all kinds of things. I'm no scholar. I'm, I'm a pastor. Um, so, I, you know, I don't really... You know, I, I don't know what they know and, and why they're able to speculate because people have said something with his eyes. Um, people said a, a kind of malaria that wouldn't go away. Or uh, Who knows? I, I have no idea. So I, we don't know if it's physical, if it was emotional, mental, but whatever it was, but tormented him. And, he's, and he says that. And here's the, the, the kicker. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Three times. Not just, I prayed about it. God, can you help me out with this? This is a pleading prayer that God take it away. And I think it's important to note that you can always ask God to take what you're struggling with. God to do something with it. I think you should pray for what you want. Take my anxiety away. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And if he doesn't, to recognize that maybe God is doing something with it. And And this is what he says. So... But he said to me, so I prayed God. God did not answer his prayer by taking away what he was hoping that God would take away. And not so maybe that's for somebody in particular out there and you're getting frustrated because God isn't moving what you want him to move. Mm-hmm. God isn't doing what you want him to do. And so right here, Paul recognizes, I asked you to do this, God. I pleaded with you. I mean, if anybody that God would move for, surely it would be Paul, right? Because, you know, of all that Paul has done, all the, the servant that he has become. But he says, no, he didn't answer my prayer. He didn't take what I wanted to take. Instead, he spoke. And this is why I think God's word is so powerful when God speaks to us. Um, because it's enough for him to go, all right, you didn't do what I asked you to do, but I'll take your word. And here's what the word was. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore... I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, my grace is sufficient. It gets thrown around all the time, yeah. and a lot of times it gets taken out of context. But the context is God, I, God is saying, I'm not taking this from you, but I'm going to show you that while you're living with this, my grace is all that you need. I'm going to let you have this and deal with this and carry this so that you will constantly depend on me. And Paul loves that. And so he says, so that's what I'm going to boast about. I'm going to boast. I'm going to brag about that. I'm, I am weak. And there's no way I could be doing this on my own. God is doing this. And he is. The, every Everything that's coming out of me, everything that's powerful that's happening right now in my life and through me is because God's doing it. Well, you know that saying that your strength is also your biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's, absolutely. And so I, I think just using that um for character building, you know, whatever it is that for me, it would be character building, but whatever it is, whatever weakness that God is kind of like shining a light on that we need to use that mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. And I think another part of what we were talking about is not just like standing there, not doing anything about it, but to keep moving forward because we still have to be obedient. Like even when we have this thing that, I mean, Paul's thorn, whatever it was, yeah, yeah. if it was with his eyes, I mean, can you imagine? I, I can't stand it when there's anything in my eyes. Let's say sure. it was his eyes. Sure. Like, you can't do it. You can't drive. You can't do this. But he's still working. I mean, Paul's like, I'm still like putting one foot in front of the other. So there's like this level of like obedience that's still expected of us, even when we're going through really, really, really hard things. We just can't give up. That's right. And, and um, so that no one misunderstands on this. Because it's not crazy. I think it would be crazy sometimes to say, God, thank you for 
for, you know, the pain that I'm suffering. Ugh. He's not thanking God for the pain. He's he is praising God that God is using it for a purpose. Like God's got this covered. Yeah, yeah. So so I think, you know, if you're if you're struggling with cancer right now, let's just throw that one out. And um you know, the, the pain and the suffering that you're going through, I mean Paul's not saying, God, I'm thanking you for all the pain I've got. He's saying no, I'm going to boast in the fact that you are using this. Yeah. It hurts, and it's painful, and I'm suffering, and I'm tormented, he says. But, God, you're still moving, and you're still working, and you're using it. And, again, it's very hard in the moment to see that as something ugh, that you can thank God for, especially when it is something that's like cancer, and, and it just seems just so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, in, the, in, like in, in God's timing, but how many times have we said, um, you know, God, he didn't move um, a moment too soon yeah. or, you know, God's perfect timing. So it's so painful when it's when you're going through it. Sure. You know? So that's good. But what the focus, I think, is powerful. The You know, what we choose to focus on is something that I feel like we talk about a lot. But if we could ever get there, if we could ever shift that focus um, off of ourselves and off of our hardship. Listen, to that. So I didn't read this part. This is why, for Christ's sake, this is verse 10. I delight in my weakness and insults, and hardships, and persecutions, and difficulties, for when I'm weak, then I am strong. And all those moments, he's able to recognize, I am weak, but I have strength because of what God is doing in those moments. We get so focused on the insult. The hardship, yeah. The hardship. Mm -hmm. We get so focused on what they said, what they're doing, what they're not doing, whatever, you know, we, we get focused on that piece of it instead of focused on what God is doing and can do with it or in spite of it, all this. So our focus is often on in the wrong place. All the time. Our, all the time. Okay. Right here. All the time. And can I just bring up again so you can kind of highlight that this came through. Okay. God gave him this weakness mm-hmm. or this thorn in his flesh, mm-hmm. but it came through mm-hmm. the enemy. The enemy. Yeah. I need like, I need, I need to run my mind around that. So that when it happens in the world, I can be like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, so maybe most, maybe, maybe recognizing um, in most situations that God can use anything. That's, that's a cliche um, saying as well, but um, God can even use the enemy for his purpose. Yeah, that's what's so. You know? So, okay, so uh, a great Old Testament example is um, Cyrus. So Cyrus the Great um, is how he was referred to. So in the Hebrew text, there is only, and I could be wrong on this, sorry, there's four or five, I don't remember the number, but it's either four or five people who are referred to as an Ish Gadol. Ish Gadol is Hebrew for great man. Now, I know Noah is one of them. Uh-huh. Noah is, is an Ish Gadol. Um, I can't remember all of it. I'm pretty sure it's like Abraham, Noah. There's another big one out there, but Cyrus is the other one. So Cyrus gets thrown in this, um, it may be, actually Naaman may be um, one of them as well. Anyways, like I said, I can't remember four or five. But the fact that Cyrus is considered an Ishtadol, a great man. Cyrus the enemy. Cyrus is the, is the, the, ruler of Bab, uh, is the ruler of Persia. And God uses Cyrus oh, wow. to free mm-hmm. the Hebrew people from bondage in Babylon. So God raises up Cyrus, who is not a believer, who does not belong to God. And God says, I'm going to use him, and I'm going to use his power, and I'm going to use his military. So I'm going to make him a great military leader, a great king of a great nation, and I'm going to use that nation to free my people from bondage. And I think that's a perfect example of it. It is. You know, as it far is as perfect. 
God can use anything or anyone or even even work somehow through evil mm-hmm. to bring about his purpose. He can do it. So so not only do we have to think about, you know, this story as like my grace is sufficient, although I love to stop there, mm-hmm. but that the gift can come by way of something completely, maybe even bad, or that you don't expect, right? That's and right. And then to continue to be obedient and expectant that God will see you through it. Yeah, the obedience part is, the you know, the faithfulness part. I think it's, I think it's, it's important and Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of times that we try to use that in order to get what we want. Oh yeah. You know, and that's the the focus is what we want, and so okay, well if I gotta be obedient to get it, and so the focus still remains on the outcome, right? Not on the obedience. Yeah. Um, and if we could somehow shift to the faithfulness of the obedience piece, um, we really wouldn't have to worry about the outcome. We say this all the time: the outcome is really up to God. When we're faithful, we can trust God with the outcome. And so maybe that's even a word right now for somebody um, it, who has the grace to be able to receive it because there's a really good chance that come Monday. So this is Thursday. What is the actual date? Um, the 19th. November 19th. Um, governor makes an announcement yesterday about, about to go into second set of shutdowns, lockdowns. It's going to affect some people. And um, certainly some people, maybe maybe for those of you listening or maybe you know someone, um, if you're listening, that will fall on a hard time, on a hardship. Um, as a result of, of, you know, losing, losing your, uh, a job or, or, you know, your finances are no longer what they were. You no longer have that. Mm-hmm. So can, can God even work in that? Like is his strength still made perfect in that weakness? I think so. I really do. I don't know how, but I can trust him that he can. Yeah. And, and that we he don't can know move. time, you know, we, we, we don't know timing of it. Yeah. Hey, this is so, so good. And if you want more of stuff like this, you need to come to church on Sunday. We'd love to have you, yeah. And if you don't want to come to church because of the coronavirus, he's online. So visit us on the YouTube channel. Watch online or come and mask up. Yeah. We'll have you you with your mask on.